What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuf71, and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 128, E3 Part 2 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone, along with me. I got my partners in crime. First up, Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? Uh, not much. Uh, just happy to be here with you all, as always. I hope you're staying cool, uh, whichever part of the country or other country that you're listening to, as it's summer in California and it is blazing hot. Also, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Uh, Gerald, one of our longtime listeners, asked if uh, if Joe and I will be spending some time together because he is my 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 latchkey stepson. And I'm like, you know what, Joe? Yeah, we we will. We'll spend some time just as long as you as long as you give me a tie, buddy, like always. <laughs> Stick it up your ah. See where the sun don't shine there. Such a horrible child. Re- rebellion, man. Rebellion. I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of your abuse. Such a horrible child. I'm going through my pro- prodigal son period. And that voice of dissent you just heard belongs to none other than Trader Joe because our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much. Just... uh. You know, uh, uh, feigning off this uh, uh, father abuse, you know, this par- parental abuse from Mr. Uh, High-Res Hater himself over here. So, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're too old to get spanked, so. Uh, dude, no. No. <laughs> no. No, thank you. So He's like, I'm a man now. I'm a man. I got divorced for a reason, man. Come on. I'm a man now. I am been making plans for trading. I'm trying to change the subject soon. So, um, I think. Yes, please what do. You, what you got on deck for a trade? What's going on? What's uh, GameStop's giving an extra five bucks. Anything five bucks and above. So I'm like kicking some games to the curb, you know. So, so we'll see. End? What's up? Is that this weekend or is it going for? It ends today, so I have to go out in the blazing heat later if I'm going to do this. Yeah, (laughs) that's weird. Like, why? I understand why they would just not do. I mean, I guess it's because their stuff rolls rolls over a certain amount of time or something. Yeah, their their ad starts on Sunday, so there's a possibility they might they might extend it. So listeners of this fine podcast might be able to take advantage but uh you know there's a few games on my list it's like i'm never gonna play it's like i have like assassin's creed syndicate on here which runs with graphical glitches on the ps5 and it's like <laughs> am i ever gonna go back and play assassin's creed syndicate especially no. with those graphical glitches no honestly you're okay. not missing you're not missing okay. that much you're not missing that okay. much I think I'm debating okay about to... trading in Mortal Kombat 11, uh, which I obtained for some reason or another. So, I, th- yeah. I think it's okay for you to say, you know what, this is just not for me. You yeah. know, just let it go. You know, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You're you're in no contention. You know, to beat out uh, PlayStation Now or Xbox. 
you know, games pass. You know, you don't, you know, one of our listeners, John BT, said that you're you're kind of like, you know, our, our own personal games pass, you know, for all the games that you get. I'm, t- I'm just here to tell you, buddy, you don't have to worry about that. You have to do that anymore, okay? All right, all right. All right, <laughs> all right. get rid of them. It's, it's, totally, it's totally good. Totally cool. <laughs> totally Trade <good>. everything. <laughs> so how have you been? How have you been, Kev? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, uh, I have acquired a Series X. Uh, yeah. Your very I, own smokestack. It's... My very own smokestack. My very own digital smokestack. So the... I thought you had a grill. Yeah. I mean, all I, all I need is a flat iron and I can make smash, smash burgers on the end of this thing. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's all good. No, seriously. Um, so they were, I think it was Wednesday, this past Wednesday, there was a console drop um the one of the game stops near me uh was receiving uh uh 20 systems in all 12 uh series x's and the the remainder the remaining were going to be series s's and i've mentioned before i've had you know 550 dollars in store credit uh set aside for this so it didn't cost me anything so snag one and it's sitting on my entertainment center right next to my ps5 um signed up uh, with game pass using some uh, gift cards that i acquired at like this past uh black friday so use those uh the one thing that that was kind of cool is that they give you uh three months of game pass for a dollar so um i had some i had about five five dollars in uh in uh bill gates space bucks <laughs> so i was able to apply that uh so i've yeah. got three months with the system purchase you got i got another three i got two three months a three month um card so i've got about nine months worth of game pass stacked up here so i wish i wish i would have talked to you before uh you did that because there's a trick basically once you use the dollar um uh the dollar like deal what happens is once you convert from xbox live to games pass ultimate is that you get compensation so what the trick is is that you go out and buy a couple of uh, 12 month xbox live cards and then use the dollar deal to convert the Xbox Live over the Game Pass Ultimate. And you yeah, save money. So. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I I wasn't going to do all that. It it it's. You want to sign up for the max two years? No, I no. <laughs> I I don't. I don't really need to do all that. Uh, I I am aware of that trick, but uh, I didn't. I didn't feel it necessary because gotcha. by the time. By the time it's time to re-up, there'll be, you know, Black Friday will have happened, and I'm sure somebody's going to be giving these things away uh, for 10 15 bucks, whatever, for three, six, whatever months. Yeah. So I'm not saying Yeah, and then just in case you decide to kick it to the curb, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You don't have to sign up for the full bid, you know. It's not like a prison sentence or anything yeah. like that. Well, I mean, the way, like, I, like I've said before, the way GPUs are right now, I'm going to be in the console space for the foreseeable future, which I don't mind. You know, it is what it is because I, 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 I ain't spending that kind of money on. Uh, I ain't paying three grand for a card. I'm sorry, I'm just not. 
But um, so, like I said before, this is E3 Part 2, and we've got a lot to talk about. But our first, uh, our first topic on deck, uh, we got some feedback for our main event. So, Des, you got the mic, man. Why don't you go in and get into this feedback that we got? Alrighty, so we got a little bit of feedback from, from our question that we asked on our last show. And again, thank you to everyone who takes the time to respond. We really appreciate it. Uh, the question was, now that we got your E3 predictions, give us your E3 impressions of Xbox, uh, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Capcom, and uh, tomorrow, because we did this on a Sunday, <laughs> Nintendo, plus favorite games of the show. We will read your responses on our next episode. So we got some people uh, coming through. Um, so Ren uh, says, in my opinion, E3 was kind of a sleeper all around so far. Ubisoft didn't show too much worth getting hyped about. getting hyped about. Xbox had a couple of things worth noting, but nothing crazy. Uh, Game Pass has the full Yakuza series, which is nice. The PC game show was almost absolute garbage. They even cut off one of the devs to show a new stream feature uh, some might rarely use. I didn't I didn't even remember what Square showed. <laughs> Capcom's was a bit sad, but expected nothing big uh, for Monster Hunter Rise. Another trailer for a game that's coming out uh, not long from now, Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Ace Attorney. Uh, Nintendo definitely had the biggest reaction, at least for me. Uh, Kazuya and Smash, uh, that's Kazuya from uh, Tekken. Uh, new Metroid game, uh, Metroid um, uh, Dread. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 teaser and some other smaller announcements that were pretty good. Not enough to save E3, but some good announcements. I have to echo that um, exactly. Uh, we're going to give our impressions of, of, of all of that. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about, about our, our thoughts uh, about E3. Um, yeah, I, I have to, yeah, I have to agree 100. Uh, so far, I, I think I think Ren kind of hit it on the nose. Uh, John BT, longtime listener, says I'm pretty excited about Metroid Dread, as am I. Uh, really going to be awesome to see Metroid in 2D again. Other than that, not much stood out to me. No Switch Pro, no Bushido Blade Three, maybe next year. So I want to kick this over to Kevin. Uh, Kevin, what was your impression of sort of uh, E3 in general? And I'm actually going to put you on the spot. Uh, what would be your rating for for E3? Okay, so my in my gut reactions just say this whole thing was trash. Uh, that would be my gut reaction, and I think that's a lot of people's reaction. <laughs> yeah. Not alone, Brady. You're not alone. <laughs> that would be my gut reaction. But if I if I take myself out of the equation and and look at trying to get the 30,000 foot view of it it's somewhere between trash and meh so it's it's mash you know maybe between meh and trash it's mash uh, <laughs> okay. here here here's here's here, here here's 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 what it is okay um Xbox didn't show anything uh, really of note. They well, they showed things of note, but they did not show what they needed to show. 
we still don't know what the hell Starfield is. We 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 just have a an in-engine uh, representation of a takeoff scene. That's it. <laughs> we got some, we got some Game Pass. We got some Game Pass games that have already been out for eons on other platforms. Uh, so we're getting those. We're and we're getting. Uh, but they did have some. They'd show some gameplay of uh, the Ascent twelve minutes um, and uh, replaced. Those were. Just uh, the the ascent and replaced were the only things that stood out to me. So, you know, getting the system for free, I figured it's worth to it's worth it to play those games. Um, everything else, the other publishers, the other, um, you know, like Capcom, Ubisoft, uh, for the most part, U- Ubisoft was straight off just straight up trash. There was just nothing in that for me personally. Uh, Capcom was let down. Uh, the 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 only, you know, if you're hyped for for Ace Attorney, I know a lot of uh, Nintendo uh, owners are. Then you know that that's cool. You have that uh, Origins or that uh, Phoenix Wright ancestors thing to look forward to. Uh, Square Enix, uh, although everybody hated it, was my was was one of the two bright points in this show i really liked i really liked chaos i mean i'm sorry i, I like i like angry angry uh <laughs> angry beat-em-up characters i, I do so I, I was tripping on that i have not had a chance to mess with that demo yet and uh the other bright spot was nintendo uh not so much at least for me personally for breath of the wild 2 but for uh uh, Metroid, uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, that looks really interesting. And I, as someone who's never played a Metroid game before, not because I wasn't interested, I just never got around to it. Uh, this would probably, that would probably be my jumping in point for that series. So, uh, on a on a grading scale, uh, this is this is a D plus for me. And the only reason it's a D plus is for the games that I've those individual games that I've mentioned before, but no, this this was not this was one of the worst E threes that I can I can remember, personally overall. All right, well, Joe, uh, you're up, buddy. Uh, what were your impressions of E three, and what is your grade for the show? Uh, overall, you know, for me, it's like I had to maybe think of a separate mental approach to this because to me, it's like all these game announcements that occurred to me, it's like new games. It's like, you know, granted, it's like, you know, maybe not every game announces for me, but at the same time, it's like, okay, this is a good celebration. And there were some announcements. There wasn't like the big, like, you know, Sony E3 final fantasy seven remake Shenmue and all that business. And, you know, I kind of been trying to separate myself from, hype and marketing and all this other stuff and just kind of let things be what they are on there because i'm not trying to get myself one hyped up for games i'm only seeing like you know cj trailers for like starfield it's like it's a big old nothing burger so but i've seen enough things from what was shown between xbox coming later this year on games pass because to me games pass i don't look uh, don't have a stink eye towards it because I'm signed up for the foreseeable future. So anything that they announce that they're going to bring out for Games Pass, to me, is a boon. Now, granted, this is 
in a filter where I'm not, you know, I'm just paying my usual 15 bucks or whatever discounted rate I am per month that I've already invested. So if you're going to ask me and look at the Xbox lineup, which of these games are you going to pay 60 bucks out of pocket or whatever the retail price of the games for out of pocket, I might not buy these games day one, but since I have access to them, I'm happy for that because to me anything it's it's like a boon it's like gravy it's like you know like i think i metaphor uh, use the metaphors like i'm at the golden corral and i'm just like eating all these sides you know to me all these games are side dishes so and so i'm trying to i'm trying to put make a positive spin on this because you know it's like you know when we went through the, all the crap of covid last year there wasn't even any collective e3 at all or anything like that i still think the esa the organizers of e3 are are trash you know it's like uh they kick jeff keely to the curb and jeff keely wants to stream certain segments of these um, press events and they're sending jeff keely a, like a cease and desist letter along with all the other streamers that weren't approved so and to me, E3 as, a, as an event could go, I didn't give a flying rat shit. It's just a point of wow. getting these companies together and making the announcements in a certain set block. And, you know, I, you know, for what we talked about last show and what we're going to talk about this show, there's a lot of stuff that got announced, you know, between a lot of the indie events on there. I think Nintendo kind of stood out to me as being the best out of all the manufacturers and or uh, third-party companies for me at least as far as the amount of games that were announced there's like a number of games i'm buying day one that were announced at the nintendo direct so but overall i mean uh, as far as if i'm going to give a letter grade it's not like uh, every um every uh publisher was on like you know some some publishers only like almost like treated it like we're going to talk about capcom coming up as like hey this is what we got coming out already and didn't announce anything new on there some publishers stayed out of the business like konami but you know who knows if konami is actually in business anyway and then obviously everyone is kind of poo-pooing because sony didn't show up but sony hasn't been on the same uh wavelength with the esa since i think 2018 when they did their um you know uh, whole tent event with the uh, pan flute guy and all this other stuff and so yeah they they basically rented a walmart parking lot for that that let me know right then that they were that they were about to get out of here yeah they they weren't seeing the benefit yeah there's no benefit i mean EA wasn't there and no one's talking S on EA for not being there and then making their announcements and stuff, you know? So, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like a skeleton of the past in a way, as far as E3, especially for some um, of the uh, publishers. It's just, it just depends, you know, some people were kind of hesitant about bringing their, all their bangers to the table at this event, you know, that's why you got the events like Capcom, you know, where they're just reiterating about what they've done or what they've announced versus, you know, putting out their big blueprint for what's coming in the future. So overall grade, um, I would say B minus on here. I, uh, you know, to me, there was enough stuff. I enjoyed what I watched, you know, I'm not coming. I didn't go in with high expectations. Therefore I'm not disappointed. So. Wow, I think I, I think you're being I think you're being nice, Joe. Being, no, nothing wrong with that, but really, really, because for me, to be completely honest, I, I I was hoping for for more, but then again, I don't know. 
on the same token, I don't know what I was actually looking for because it didn't really res- nothing really kind of resonated with me except for the stuff for Capcom and the um and the uh the indie stuff, you know, and I was just it just seemed like more people were were coming in uh in the indie space um and bringing a lot more to the table in the indie space. Um and I was just seeing just a plethora of different games, you know, and it just seems like for these big game shows, it's the indies that for me are driving uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of the uh, innovations because what I saw was a lot of a lot of add-ons, a lot of download, a lot of download stuff, um, and stuff that we already knew about. The only thing that really got me super hyped was uh, Nintendo, and that was only because for me, Nintendo was killing it right now with with the Monster Hunter franchise. Um, and I and I think you know not seeing anything from Monster Hunter World was expected, uh, only because uh, they still have uh, Rise and they still have that that trajectory going, and then they have Monster Hunter Stories too. So people who are wanting to see Monster Hunter World Two or something like that, we're not going to see that until early twenty twenty two. I really believe that, um, and because they they just have other games that they need to push. And I know that's Capcom, but but it's coming up for Nintendo, and so and then Metroid, uh, Dread. But again, we only we already knew about the the Monster Hunter stuff um, for the most part, and so when Dread came out, I was like, oh, so I was right there with John BT when he was just like, oh, that's really cool, and and Joe and I were watching it together. And let me give a quick shout out to uh, Discord. Discord made it so easy to watch. Um, with your friends um, because I was able to because a lot of these game shows started really early I was able to watch from my bed on my phone and talk to Joe and watch uh, and, and while he streamed it on his computer and I was able to watch it with no hiccups at all so shout outs to Discord for making it much easier to access E3 this year so for that I'm going to say thank you but back to the point um Overall, I just didn't see anything that made me super, super, super excited. I just didn't. You know, Square Enix was 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 okay, um, and we talked about that a little bit. You know, with chaos and all that stuff. And and for me, I'm thinking, okay, they're trying to bring something new to the table with Final Fantasy, and I can appreciate that. For me, it just didn't it just didn't ring any of my bells. So, and that's just me. Um, uh, but overall, I I really was just kind of like meh for this whole e3 and i was never really a big e3 person i don't have the fond memories like you guys have for for you know faking your way into and and really seeing walking around and seeing it and really um getting super hyped uh for this stuff and it just seems like maybe those days are gone for right now because a lot of this felt like industry towing the line um and that babylon's fall thing i looked more into it and it's just like Wow, that's where we're going now. Like, paid all these games are paid are paid services now, and I was just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm just not. I was not seeing anything that really made me, um, uh, stand up and be like, huh. Except for the indies, you know. And if this was an indie game show specifically, this whole thing for me would have been an A, because of all of the awesome indies. But because the indies were a small portion of it, and and 
overshadowed by a lot of the other stuff. And by stuff, I mean just regular industry fluff. I have to give it like a C minus D plus. Like I, I, I was expecting more for me three, especially from its triumphant return after after being absent last year due due to the uh well you all know why. So so for me, I, I was really hoping for more, a really triumphant return. And I really hope that when PlayStation gets off their asses and really um puts forth the effort to to show folks what they have what they have in store, I really hope that you know, they bring something to the table because right now, right now, I'm not feeling it at all. Um, so, so that's it uh, for our main event. And we're going to push it over to you all with our main event question. How are you, how do you, now that it's over, how do you rate E3? You know, letter grade, uh, what would you give it? You heard our impressions. You heard our thoughts. We've talked to, to you all about your thoughts on our discord on twitter but what is your grade you know and then we can finally put e3 2021 to bed so very simple question what was your grade for e3 2021 and you can give your reasoning why we're going to read it on this show um but i really want to hear your thoughts and i know we have a little bit of thoughts on our discord we've really been talking about this back and forth and back and forth but now's your time to kind of like give your final thoughts on E3 2021. Let us know your thoughts. And um, that's it for me. So I'm going to throw it back over to Kev. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. If PlayStation had a show that was equivalent to the most of the trash I saw today, don't come. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't exactly. even show. Yeah. Don't even show. Because, because as far as I'm concerned, uh, PlayStation for the most part is carrying is carrying this industry on its back you know say that call, you can call that a fanboy you can call that a fanboy statement if you want but they are uh they're given they're given they ha- they they're the only next gen console that actually has exclusives for it within the first 6 months of, of it being out the other one doesn't um they have the sense come would on say, yeah. What'd you say? They have the yeah. ascent. Come on. Yeah. That, 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 am I playing it now? Wow. No. Am I playing it now? Wow. I'm not. Uh, and with with Nintendo being Nintendo, uh, they're they're supporting the industry as well. But as far as the you know the HD cutting edge quote unquote consoles that are out there, PlayStation is carrying. They're they're the atlas of the gaming industry. You know, call that a fanboy statement if you want. It's just facts. Um, so if the if the best they had was equivalent to to what I saw over this past week, nah, bro, stay home. Don't even don't even come. Uh, wait till you get your ducks in a row, get your eggs lined up, and then do it on your own show. Uh, and, and that's honest. That's honestly the way I feel about it. If if I think all of these folks, they could have done a, a, a simple state of play or or some tweets, and I think it would have been a better overall reaction. And just say, hey, you know, we're not really going to be doing any E3 this year. We got some tweets for you. We got some. We've got some uh, directs for you. And uh, we're gonna let you let you roll with that this year. We'll be back, hopefully, bigger and better in 2022. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so that's gonna 
do it for our main event discussion. Next topic on the docket is going to be our E3 Part 2 discussion. So, Trader Joe, you got the mic, man. All right, good deal. Okay, first thing, me and uh, Des are going to kind of recap what we saw from a couple of indie uh, shows that we saw. And, Kevin, you could also obviously... (laughs) Uh, pipe in as well just in case if you remember seeing any of these or if you saw some of these if need be on here uh first thing we want to cover is the day of the devs which is the uh, collective from double fine and uh basically i am 8-bit and they had a show right after the summer games fest uh live stream that they showed some updates on some indie games and announced some indie games as well on here uh they kicked off the stream with axiom verge 2 which is tom hap the developer one guy in of itself by itself is creating this game as sequel to the first axiom verge you know it's like a metroidvania with a 2d not 2d yeah 2d art style 8-bit graphical style with some 16-bit like you know flavorings on there um, and i like what i saw of this uh you know i need to go back and, and finish or play more of axiom verge one because i thought for what i played of it uh for the first game that i felt it was good and it warrants more play in my opinion uh des did you have any uh, kind of thoughts about axiom verge 2 at all uh no i do know that it it was a game that kind of showed what one person can do with a love of nostalgia <laughs> yeah. uh because it was definitely metroid metroid uh prime-esque sorry metroid-esque uh, but it's definitely uh, looks good, and I'm sure it'll be just as wild and crazy as the um, as the other one was. Yeah, and it's coming out for uh, Switch uh, on PC via Epic Game Store, which might make some PC gamers upset, and uh, PlayStation consoles as well on their PS5, PS4. So, so look forward to that. Now, let's see what else. Uh, was there anything else at the show, Des, that kind of stood out to you a bit? Uh, yeah, there was one that we both watched that, that we thought was really kind of cool, and it was called uh, Toyam, which was the... Which was... Uh, it's basically a puzzler, but you solve all of your stuff by taking pictures of people as an amateur photographer. And... And it just seemed like the most hipstery thing that I've ever seen in my life. But at the same time, it was so just like interesting. And that's what I mean about indie games, kind of kind of just going out there and making weird ass games. And we saw a lot of weird ass games uh, in the indie space. But that was one that I thought was really kind of interesting. And the and uh, we're gonna post a link to um, in our Discord to the paper uh, rock paper shotgun article that basically shows you everything that was that was on there plus um uh the trailers for for these games that way you could take a look at it but i thought toyam was just um it, it just seems to literally you're just walking around and people ask for pictures and you take pictures or or you have to like you know uncover stuff by taking pictures and it just i don't know and a cute art style very black and white with like a uh um sort of like a pointillism type of of, of art style. So it, it was very, very artsy-fartsy. So, so again, very light on action, all about story. So I thought that one looked really, really, uh, really, really fun. Another one that I thought was... Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. 
Oh, I, I enjoyed it too. Like I said, it's, uh, what I was going to add is that it's part of the uh, Summer Games Showcase on Steam, and the demo is actually up on Steam right now, just in case you want to check it out. So Yeah, and it was, again, it's just Joe and I were laughing because it was just like, what are people making? <laughs> uh, another story that I thought was really cute was Garden Story which was uh, very Zelda-inspired. Um, and by that, I mean classic Zelda-inspired, in which you're a bunch of chibi fruits, and you are a radish, I think you are, a radish or a blueberry or something, and you literally run around and, and save your, your, your colony from, from this evil kind of rot stuff that's coming to rot, rot the 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 vegetarian people or veg or the 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 vegetables away and you're and you have to run in and and cut things down so there's uh it's an rpg and you're doing quests for for villagers and you're exploring and and it just looks super super cute uh it's a very cutesy um game again it's it's very colorful very bright colors uh greens and blues and it's a very kind of straightforward <clears throat> zelda-esque game and if you like those type of type top down you know um pixel art type games you really might like Gord, go, uh, garden story and it's coming out summer 2021 so please please take a look at it yeah only uh, for steam right now on here and you know we're not going to cover the wholesome direct uh, that, that was another show maybe does if you can watch it later and if mm -hmm. you have anything you want to talk about next week we can also talk about that as well so okay. did you have anything else that you would like i have a couple more but i want to give you a chance to talk <laughs> oh yeah no as far as what else i saw here um I thought the musical story was kind of weird on here. I know that there was like a <laughs> musical game. Uh, is that one you wanted to talk about, this? Uh, no, because it looked really, really weird. Uh, basically, it's it's already out now on Steam. Uh, the demo is at least, but it's basically um, it's a music you're... game, but it's like based in seventies, like uh, yeah, like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and it just it just kind of struck me as odd, you know. For well, yeah, it's so. like. Because you're like remembering your life as like as like a musician, and you're going through and reliving these these moments, but it's very seventies inspired minimalism. So again, these are just people that are that are just here to kind of telling stories that are very kind of like you know interesting and and colorful. Um, another one that we thought was really good was the Wandering Village. Um, you're you're you literally are a uh, a continent i'm gonna say it's a continent or an island on the back of like a wandering creature and you have to defend the island from people that are coming to uh to like rob you of your resources and whatnot and the game is pixel art uh pixel artish and uh top down view but it just looks well actually it's a little cell shaded actually but it looks it looks pretty interesting um and so you have to help stop this toxic fungus that is on the back of this creature that that whose whose rocky slopes you or rocky plains you or I mean there's forests into that you live on. It's a very weird looking game, but again, it's indie. It's fun. It looks fun. It looks very interesting. It's coming to Steam early access later on this year. Um, 
So another one that I think that you should definitely check out. Um, I only have a couple more games to talk about that I thought were 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 really super super uh, fantastic, and I really think that you should take a look at them. Another one was Unbeatable, which is a um, it's a rhythm game, but you are in a world in which music is not uh, it's outlawed and it's you, illegal. yeah, yeah, it's illegal, and so you are um fighting the the law you want to fight to play your music and the developers were obviously obviously inspired by fully cooly or flco um because it has that same sort of uh animation style and as you're playing and fighting and creating songs and trying so basically the game is you're creating songs that you can play at these underground concerts as you avoid the man it looks fantastic it was kickstarted and then it was funded within 15 hours there is a free demo available currently on steam and uh itch.io so if you want to check it out i would say definitely check it out um and one of the standouts that that we both really really liked was uh death's door another top-down zelda-like game but the combat and i think you'd be interested in this too kevin the combat looks so precise and it looks so clean and you're basically a a a reaper a grim reaper and a crow so you are a crow that is the grim reaper i guess in this world crows are grim reapers and you have to basically go and collect these souls and but but the people that you're collecting seem to be happy that they're dying because they're kind of like ready to be done with it so it's not macabre or anything, but you really should check out the trailer if you haven't already, because the, the combat and 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 the and the style of the game it's very stylized, but but it looks really good. A lot of muted colors. Um, the gameplay looks super solid and super fluid, and I do think that that's a game that that looks it looks um, well put together. You know, it's not it's not the the pixel art that I know you're getting tired of, um, but it just looks good. It looks like it has a thought out story. The combat looks excellent. It's giving me a lot of Hades vibes, but not not as stylized as Hades. But it definitely looks looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I saw the I, I saw it looked it reminded me of Hades a lot. Mm. So yeah, I. I it looks in, it looks like it could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It comes out next month. I'm trying to figure out. It's being published by Devolver Digital and uh it's only on Xbox and PC, so you're going to have to use the power of the X to, you know, play this game even though it doesn't require probably much power, but <laughs> is it on Game Pass? It's not it's on like, Games Pass, actually. I'm surprised, surprised it's not. Really, so. yeah, I'm surprised what? it's not actually. But it's 16.99 right now. It's on uh uh, discount for three bucks off if you pre-order. So I'm supposed to actually buy games for this. What's this? I, I think <laughs> about. I, you know, it's funny because every new like, Xbox exclusive, and it's like I have to do my due diligence to see if it's on Games Pass or not because I'm expecting everything exclusive on Xbox is on Games Pass for some reason. And I know it's the dilemma of most probably Xbox fans is that they're just going to wait for it to come to come to games pass. And hopefully we could support the developer and actually, you know, if we're interested in this game, purchase it. I think 1699 is not too bad. So 
I mean, I'm gonna buy it on Steam. So yeah, it, I think it looks. I think it looks amazing. So I'm definitely gonna play it. Um, do you have anything else, Joe? Before I get to my to get, before I get to my last one. Uh, as far as day at the devs, I liked Elect Head. This was like a, a yeah. Japanese indie. It was like a 2D inspired like uh, platformer slash puzzler on here, and uh, and they kind of focused on this uh, company named Sobu. Sobu is like an indie collective out in Japan. I think they're part of the Bit Summit um, like show that happens in Japan every year for all indies and that kind of thing. So. And it looked kind of cool and kind of dug it. And uh, what's your last one that you like? And then I'll kind of confirm what else, uh, if there's anything else at the show. There's, there's like one that really kind of stood out to me. So Yeah, I think it's the same one. And that's Loot River. Yeah. That's yeah. Say, Loot yeah. River was, that looks effing crazy. Like, so from uh, uh, Straka Studios, these are the people that made it. It's it's their pitches. Imagine if Diablo and Tetris had a baby, and that's pretty much what you're seeing. It is a, a 2D roguelite where you can alter the paths by moving platforms around, like Tetris, and slotting them together, and running around and and slashing people up. And so your 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 main goal is to go up from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen by moving planks in water. Um, but you you rotate them and move them like you would a Tetris board. And there are creatures on these planks or boards that you have to fight. And so you can be, and they'll chase you. So you can literally lead them on a chase and then uh, isolate them on, on islands because they do not have the ability to move uh, the planks, but you do. They can some creatures can lock the planks planks so you can't move them out and switch them around. But they cannot move them themselves. At least, not not no, no, none was shown in the demo that could do that. And it looks great. Uh, it looks frustrating as hell too, because you're going to have to be think quick as you're moving, you know, planks out and moving stuff around. But I think once you get the hang of it, I think it could be a really really fun game. What were your thoughts, Joe? Oh yeah, no, I just love the pixel art. I think the motif with the roguelike elements on there, and there's enough variation it looked like in the combat that it was just like crazy to think that you could like slash the enemy uh, move your puzzle piece back off so they can't reach you and kind of go back and forth from there on that and uh you know i'm you know i'm curious to see how this game kind of firms up but it is coming out for steam as far as consoles it's xbox at least launch exclusive so it's coming out for xbox at least at the beginning so yeah but that was all uh, from day of the devs um, again the marketing looks great for it it came right after the Xbox uh, show um, because most of this stuff is coming out on Xbox um, and Tim Schafer is of course eating good with that Xbox money <laughs> so and I don't blame him get your money buddy get your money so so next we're gonna transition into uh, the gorilla collective. Um, and I'll let you start out in explaining a little bit what the Gorilla Collective is, Joe. Oh, Gorilla Collective basically is just a show. I know last year they had um, Greg Miller host it, but obviously he's eating good, so he's like you know taking that E3 ESA money and hosting that show. But yeah, <laughs> so, much, but, buddy. 
Yeah, but there's a collection of different trailers from indie developers on there, kind of show everything what they've been working on, so on and so forth. So it's a um, lot, lot more like a, the cadence on this one versus Day of the Devs, which is like trailer, 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 trailer. So it's just a lot of just transitions. And I felt like this show in of itself for PC gaming was probably better. And we don't have it in the outline, but uh, the PC gaming show and also the uh, future game show, both were kind of meandering at best on there. So it's nothing warranting a recap of any sort, even though there was a... Uh, you know, Gabe Newell appearance on the PC gaming show. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, mm. But uh, this show, I mean, I, I kind of was just kind of absorbing everything I saw. And one of the games I saw that kind of stood out to me is this game called Hunt the Night on here. And it basically is a um, very 16-bit in inspired uh, game with some Castlevania elements to it, pixel art. It had some, like, you know, Souls elements to it as well on there. And I just thought, I love the logo, I love the key art, and um, it's uh, something that's right in my wheelhouse. It's an action-adventure uh, side-scrolling title, and I think the art is just great. And so I thought the music was excellent as well i don't know if we had a chance to see that i think we watched this one together right des um we only watched a couple of them but we i think we did watch this one together if yeah. i remember correctly yeah yeah and i just felt it was good i mean pretty much uh as, we'll see once it does come out but i felt like um it was definitely one of the highlights of this uh, set of trailers that were shown yeah. so the one that i thought was really good was the death trash and I immediately, for some reason, thought of you, um, because it's just this weird, uh, isometric, post-apocalyptic RPG where you're kind of running around in this, like, on a different planet in, like, the far, far future, and there's this thing called, like, the Flesh Kraken, and it's this red, pulsating, Kraken-like monster, and you have to find friends for it as you've been, as you've been ostracized from a utopian colony ran by robots. Uh, and you have the ability to puke on command for whatever reason. And <laughs> it's just this it's just this weird looking game that you run around uh, from different zone to zone, killing people and, you know, busting open uh, sacks of like undulating meat. And it's just this weird, just this weird, weird game. Um, and you're thinking, you know what? This is why indies are so cool, because you can literally make anything an indie game. Speaking of indie, anything you can make is an indie game. Ramen was just as good. And it's just, a, and I, I don't like Battle Royales. I probably won't play it, but it's a food-themed Battle Royale. And the weapons are ladles, giant meatballs, giant donuts, giant things are the theme. And you can customize your avatar. And there are these, there are these guys that are running around. This guy looks like, Looks like uh, a chubby, super chubby Mario with like this giant afro and a bandana, and he and he's just like throwing like ramen noodles at people, and it's just it just looks hilariously silly, and the art style looks fantastic, um, and it just looks like a a battle royale that doesn't take itself too seriously. So even though I don't like battle royales, I think I might try this just for the sheer novelty of it and just for, just for how it looks it looks so silly and everyone is kind of like got some extra pounds on them uh 
because I guess all these people eat good in this game. <laughs> but I, I just look at it. I just think this would be hilarious to play and just and just beat the crap out of each other with giant meatballs. It just it just looks really really fun. Uh, the game is called uh, Raw Men, R A W M E N. So of course it's the play on ramen, but it's just silly. It just looks silly. And then the last game that I thought was really was really cute was uh, Kitsune Tales. And Kitsune is the Japanese word for fox, so it's fox tales. And you play this guy. It's a side-scrolling platformer in which you play this. Um, it's supposedly aimed at furries, but I'm not really sure <laughs> if that's true. But you're 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 this you're this person, um, and you're running through to save another person. And you can change into various different types of foxes. Um, and it looks very cute. And you can bounce on people's heads like Mario. And, and the, the sprites look very, very cute. It is pixel art. It is uh, side-scrolling. It just looks super, super cutesy. And again, that's why I think... That's another reason why I like indie games. Is because you're not restricted by quote-unquote what sells. And delivering that same thing to the market, you can literally find your niches. And this Katsuni Tales games and that ramen game looks like niche, super niche games that I just am here for. I like think it looks cool. So, yeah. Anything else, Joe, for you? Uh, for me, yeah, there was a couple more. Uh, I think I showed you this one too. This uh, 2D action platformer. The name of it is uh, a Katori. On yeah. here, and it's a, a female protagonist, and she's using um, a lot of uh, different weapons if need be. I love the art style. I think the music's great. It kind of reminds me of Momodora, if you've ever played that on there. So you just you're thinking your usual action, 2D uh, Metroidvania kind of side scroller. I don't want to just it's an action platformer on there. I just like the look of it. I'm keeping my eyes on it. Uh, uh, this game being published by Humble Bundle um, is called Arcvale, but it's like another overhead Zelda s. But they added some bullet hell dun you know, bullet hell shooter elements to it. So imagine playing a dungeon delving eight bit Zelda s game, but having to deal with bullet patterns and <laughs> craziness, and it just looks off the heasy a little bit so it's like got kind of gotten me interested a bit and uh also they showed this other um game it's a sequel it's uh origami i don't know if you guys played the first one but it's very tenchu inspired stealth action game on here it, it's cell shaded but it's 3d and uh it kind of looks a little bit like they took some elements from like a stealth game like dishonored on there but uh, has those Tenchu vibes to it. I know the first game didn't nail it exactly. You know, they got some good reviews, but not great reviews. But I'm definitely looking to playing the second, uh, the sequel to the first one, and just kind of seeing if they uh, made more progress as far as what they wanted to do with this particular uh, series on there. And that game is actually it's PC and now actually going to be a Game Pass day one part of the one of the list of day ones for games past that will be released this year. Don't want to sound like a shill, but at least I'll be able to try it without, you know, beyond the, my monthly subscription fee. Is that something in your wheelhouse, Kev, as far as having something like Tenchu maybe to check out? I'm not a stealth guy. 
Have you played Tenchu in the past? I know a lot of people that hate stealth still like playing Tenchu, so that's the reason why. Uh, I played the first one. The first one was okay. Um, I but if it it all depends on how how much stealth is emphasized in the game. If you know if it's heavily emphasized and your combat skills are are limited, then it's going to be a pass. Uh, if stealth is more of an option, and you have and you have means to deal if deal with the enemies if you're discovered, you know, shut down alarms, silence certain people before they can alarm you know the rest of the camp or something like that. Yeah, uh, then I'll be then I'd be willing to to check it out. There's some difficult mythical powers that you utilize through a, like a wheel on the second analog stick to be able to go ahead and. Uh execute people at will if need be and then they'll run around the level and like go into like a shadow and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. but you know it's kind of that metal gear solid s thing where you know you're not trying to trip the alarm but after you trip the alarm obviously you got ways to handle business on there too as well so mm-hmm. so we'll have to see you know See if it's worthy. We'll probably be talking about at least that game. At least I'll definitely give it some time. Hopefully, at least I'll download it. We'll see. So, but uh, that is Gorilla Collective on there. Anything else on that? Does? Nope, not at all. I think we covered it. All right, good deal. Just okay, want to say, next... check it out, you guys. You all of you. You might find something that you like. Yeah, you know, during when I was watching, I, I was throwing various trailers onto the Discord. So, but I'll throw the recaps like you stated. Though. So, but uh, you know, after we left off last show, they uh, in fact while we were recording last episode, uh, Capcom had their E3 2021 live showcase, and they didn't really introduce anything new. They just talked about basically what they had already established. So they showed. A new story trailer for Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, on there. Obviously, that is coming out. There is uh, announced at the uh, Nintendo Direct that they have a um, trial version coming out on June 25th, which will offer full save transfer uh, to the main game once it's released on July the 9th. The uh, demo is coming out on June 25th. On here, they showed a little bit more as far as the monsters coming into the game. They showed some um, elder dragons, including Kushala, Deora, and Teostra in there as well. So, and uh, actually, hold on. I, this recap, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. And then, plus, also, too, they are going to have some uh, title updates coming to the game after it's released. I'm beginning with bringing in the Palamute from Monster Hunter Rise as well. So, so Des, are you hyped for this game? I know you probably, you know, you, I can't even speak as far as how hyped you are for this thing. So, why don't you yes. just say a word or two? So. I'm just very hyped about it. I think you all know if you if you're longtime listeners that I'm definitely here for the game. I'm ready for it. Seeing that you can ride a uh, a miniature Teostra uh, looks amazing. Um, they added new weapons to it. You can do the hunting horn as well as the um, the bow and arrow, and they changed it to uh, pierce, blunt, and slashing type weapons that you can use. So it seems like the overall uh, game mechanics have have improved, um, not improved, but 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 they've expanded from the original paper rock scissors type of gameplay. 
so I'm here for it. I think it looks beautiful. Uh, I really need to get um, it pre-ordered. Not pre-ordered. I need to get the uh, the Amiibos. I know we can get them from Japan. Um, have to have it done yet. So do it yeah. before they sell up, buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. So I'm here for it. It looks great. Bring it. Okay. And also during the event, they recap the um, prior announced great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Uh, these are a couple of games that are based in like uh, beginning of uh, 1900s Japan. They bring Ace Attorney uh, to <laughs> back a hundred years, basically, and they have a lot of uh, uh, kind of feudal Japan type of aspects to it. Now, obviously, I don't know if, if they had a courtroom back then, but they did, and they even uh, wacky enough they bring the uh, preeminent investigator in from London, Herlock Sholmes on there to uh, help out in the investigations on their side. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Herlock Sholmes. Herlock Sholmes, yes, of course. You know, because God forbid, why should they have to pay a copywriter? Oh, uh, it's yeah. like, just pay the copywriter, just name him something completely not related, you know. Hey, if they want to put Sherlock Holmes in the game, by all means. Sherlock Holmes, you got it, buddy. So. <laughs> So there's uh, 10 new cases to unravel. Um, there's 10, eight mini escapades to experience, and there's a lot of bonus content. A lot of people were glad that the, this uh, two, it's like a set of two games that came out for the DS and 3DS, I believe, but never made the trip out west, and they're finally making their way. And so it's coming out here physically on the Switch. Um, it's also coming out physical for the PS4 in Japan, and uh, someone on this podcast has a pre-order for the PS4 version so, on there with $20 shipping. But, hey, you know, I wanted it for the PS4. I didn't want it for Switch. So. Ew. Um, looking forward to it. So what's that ooh about, sir? Yeah, Just get it on the console that it's coming out for. I'm getting out for the PS4. That's what I'm getting it for. So. I, hope, I hope it only has Japanese just to spite you. It's in English, sir. So thank you. <laughs> and last but not Ooh. least, uh, they showed uh, a title update for Monster Hunter Rise on here. So uh, there is obviously crossover events arriving uh, with Monster Hunter Stories 2 on here. So, and they said starting on June 18th, which was yesterday, there's going to be layered armor based on the wise Palico Sunkino, uh, and uh, also to the layered armor from uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 is going to come on July the 9th on there. There's going to be new event quests starting June 24th, and um, a variety of rewards to be offered, including new armor gestures and stickers on here. And so they showed kind of some of the paid DLC, more fashion elements to be added. I doubt any of us, even though we love Rise, are going to pay extra for more fashion. I don't think so. Think for yourself, buddy. Yep. So, but uh, uh, they're going to have a number of additional collaborations with other Capcom titles throughout the second half of 2021 for Rise on there. And then they had a brief uh, segment for Resident Evil Village on there. Uh, they showed a lot of bit of the uh, multiplayer mode, which is definitely nope for I think for everyone involved. I think Kev, you're not a going to be playing that multiplayer Resident Evil, right? Nope. But they said they have just begun development on additional DLC for Resident Evil Village. So, 
And then they ended off with some Capcom esports. Uh, they had Vicious and Rob TV uh, show some of the highlights from the previous, uh, you know, Capcom Cup tour on there. And uh, taking a look at that, you know, it's like uh, we're, I wasn't expecting any big dr- drops. If we're going to see any new fighting game announcements, we're probably going to see it at Evo this year later on in the summer. So, but. Uh, that's pretty much it for Capcom. Any disappointments, you guys, uh, for them being just like, okay, this is what we got going, and this is it. I know a lot of people online were just like, oh my god, they're wanting some bombs, and they get they got no bombs. So, I thought it was fine. Uh, again, <clears throat> it, it, the reason why I'm thinking it's better is because it showed things that I I, I like. I I want to play um, Tales. You know, I want to play um, uh, Rise. Like I played these games, so for me, it was it was good because it, it 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 gave me what I what I wanted to see. Um, definitely could have could have seen like newer stuff or 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 better stuff, you know. But what are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna yeah. do? You're gonna save their announcements for uh, PS Direct or. Um you know tokyo game show coming up yeah they're not gonna drop them bombs here so they could have but they didn't any any um any words on this kev for capcom um not really i didn't see too much that really spoke to me necessarily um and to and to be honest i was like i don't even know what they would be what they would be talking about i you know i I think it's probably still too early to see another Devil May Cry. Um, it would be nice to maybe see a, another Mega Man, maybe, but I think you know that that may not be in the in the foreseeable future. Of course, I would always want to see a, a Mac a return to Maximo, but uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma show up, you know, with all these. You know, games that really speak to me, um, but you know, I, I I really didn't see anything that that wowed me. So uh, I was, I, I'll say, I was not impressed with the show. You know, I already know what I'm already playing Resident Evil Village. Uh, I know that there's going to be some stuff, some some DLC coming out for it. They really didn't get into specifics about that because probably because people are still wrapping up the game and the possibility of spoilers for revealing DLC storylines. But I don't know. It was just kind of eh. Yeah. I mean, going with expectations, obviously you're going to get disappointed. Going with no expectations, it is what it is. is basically. Well, it, I mean, so. I, it's not a matter of going in with expectations. It's a matter of seeing stuff that you want to see. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, don't, I didn't have any expectations for anything, but I just didn't see a whole lot that really appealed to me. So yeah. I, can't, I can't feign satisfaction if I didn't see shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, Satisfactions, you know, expectations, or no? I this was a this was a mash so a mash a mash show. Gotcha. 
Well, next thing we're going to talk about is limited run games. So surprisingly, they announced a bunch of games. Obviously, they're going to publish and put out physically, but there were some actual games that were announced during the show as well. I thought I watched the entire presentation, but it was produced by Mega64, and I thought it was just dumb. I kind of thought the felt the humor was just, you know, benign or, you know, it's bad. Did any of you two actually watched it, or did you just got the gleam the news from the event? Just clean the news from the event. I didn't like <clears throat> at first. I didn't even know it was happening because yeah. I didn't realize Limited Run was 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 packing like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I thought they just you know did Limited Run games. But um, yeah. I think it's great that they were able to to show something that means yeah. that they are uh, getting more prominence in the industry. So I think good good on them. But for for me, I just you know either heard it from you or or watched it uh, by one of my one of my favorite streamers if they chose to look at it <clears throat> because I look at, I look at um, other streamers who talk about uh, limited run because they follow uh, because they do a lot of stuff for Nintendo uh, limited run uh, games for Nintendo. So, so when they talk about that, I'm like, okay, so I, either way I'm going to find it at some place. So, yeah. And uh, I'll kind of be jumping around as far as what they showed, but uh, I'll first talk about the new games that they announced. And uh, one of the games they announced was a way forward um, developed game. And this is basically a uh, modernization of a prior game that came out in 2011. And basically this was a spinoff game uh, for that crappy 3d uh, vampire uh, vampirus game, the, Vampirus with the big old boobies called Blood Rain on there from back in the day. But uh, WayForward uh, did a uh, 2D style, like uh, Castlevania-esque game called uh, Blood Blood Rain Betrayal on there. And so they're actually bringing out a uh, HDified version of this game uh, for modern consoles. It's coming out for Steam. Uh, Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S, PS4, PS5, Switch on there. And it's uh, called Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites is the added <laughs> insignation. It doesn't just say HD. Fresh Bites. Fresh Bites on here. So, And uh, they got new voice acting, I guess. They have Troy Baker and Laura Bailey noted. No, it's a, uh, a BYTE. It's B I T E S. No, but fresh darn. bites. I those like yeah. fresh bites. Like it's HD, fresh bites. Get it? Yeah. Words. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but I thought, you know, I, I actually owned this game on my PS3 and I thought it was a good game. I don't know if any of you two played it before or not. So, never I played the I played the 3D one. Okay. And I thought it was okay. Never heard of it until you started talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's coming out. It's coming out digitally, but uh, Limited Run's also publishing uh, platforms on there. So, but it is going to be coming out in physical form if needed. If you want it physically, they have the goods for you. So, <laughs> on there, and definitely check that out. Another game that they announced from Way Forward, also as well, is the two games actually, and it's in a series that you guys enjoyed previously so they announced both river city girls zero and river city girls 2 river city girls zero is actually a port of a super famicom game with uh kunio and riki on there uh that was brought out in back in 1994 
on here. So it's like it's like they decided to go ahead and uh, you know port this Super Famicom game and remake it for modern you know consoles on there. And then they're also working on River City Girls too, which is going to be coming out for everything under the sun: Steam, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S on there and uh it's coming out in 2022 on there you know i'm not sure i just we just saw kind of some uh key art but we haven't seen any sort of gameplay from it as of yet on there exciting guys for two river city girls games to come out yeah i'm looking forward to it uh looks like the art is going to take place uh they're going to be older uh from from the key art that i saw it looks like uh, the main characters have aged a little bit. I mean, they're not super old. Like I don't know, maybe they're they're in college, <laughs> you know, beating people up, uh, in you know, in, in higher learning. <laughs> I think this, the, the zero it, is like kind of crazy because uh, it's all super Famicomed up, and it looks like just a craziness. River City Ransom, like uh, sequel that initially came out in Japan, and like there's even like some like 3D like you're riding a bike in traffic and that kind of thing and <laughs> and so on and so forth. So just it looks cool. And I'll definitely be interested in checking out both games on there. So also uh, they have some new physical games coming out, including um, the Switch version of Double Dragon and Kunyukun Retro Brawler bundle on there. Uh, they're bringing the physical version out of Contra Anniversary Collection. Um, you know, they're working with Konami to bring out a number of games, and one of the games was kind of crazy is that they are bringing out uh, Dracula X Rondo of Blood that initially came out for the PC Engine in Japan. They're uh, releasing a English version on that on an actual Turbo Duo, a Turbo Graphics CD <laughs> format on there. So they're actually going to bring that physically in the West with english translation so you, you know if you want to if you're a um, small fan of the castlevania you might want to check out the compilation that has rondo of blood on it but if you're uh, still have your turbo graphics and have it hooked up to a crt or something you can go and bust that out and buy this rondo of blood you know the game normally goes for hundreds of dollars in the collector's market so i think and they pretty much gave uh, two middle fingers out <laughs> to everyone uh, for that, I think that's a great thing that they're publishing a turbo graphics game like you know <laughs> I got twenty five years from when it should have initially have came out to begin with so <laughs> and also there's had some other games announced uh they did announce that they're gonna be bringing out a Shantae collection for the p s five so if you haven't checked out any of the like the Shantae games they're gonna release uh all games on one disc for the PS5. And so just in case you want to catch up or have a nice compilation of that on there. Of course, I think we talked about they are bringing back Zombies Ate My Neighbors and uh, Ghoul Patrol, which is coming out. And in fact, I think that went up this past Friday. Des, I know a game that you played before Going Under is coming out physically for the Switch and PS4. So how much do you guys really care about doubling down and if it's a game you've already played would you rather have the physical and also have the game digitally or you just like if it's announced prior that's coming out physically you'd rather pick up the physical versus buying it digitally or how, how do you approach limited rent? it depends for, for me it, <clears throat> excuse me for me it really depends on on 
if I've played the game and if I really, really want it. So for uh, when, when, okay. So when um, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world came out again, I was on, I was on my head about getting the physical and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then I never really got around to it, to buying it. And so I let it go. And then I realized, well, it'll probably be out in, at Best Buy or retail or something. And if I get it, I get it. But then I just kept seeing it. I just like kept seeing it for cheaper on um, on online on a PSN. And I was just like, do I really need to spend the money on this? It'd be great to have. So uh, so I ended up just buying it like for for a fraction of the cost, and I can still play it just as much. So so for me, it really depends on 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 my want and and wanting it to be in my collection. <clears throat> and I personally should have gone ahead and bought it uh, because I, I, I know in the long run I would want to have it. So, so part of me is kind of like, you know, like, oh, I should have did this. But, but overall, I mean, I don't know. I, it, really, it really depends. Um, and that's for uh, a collector market. And so sometimes I feel really strongly and I, and I and i'm that collector that they're targeting and then sometimes i'm not so for me there really is no rhyme or reason to it sometimes i have the extra cash and i'm able to do it other times you know i want to do it but then it just doesn't work out because i haven't thought about it or i haven't um uh or or i spend money on something else you know and then before you know it oop, it's gone so so I, for me, I, I, it's a hard question because for me, it's it's definitely, um, whenever it, whenever it happens, and and I'll and I'll sometimes I'll get it, and sometimes I won't. Um, so I hope yeah. that hope that made sense because because like it's it's a really weird, uh, it's a really weird conundrum for me dealing with um, dealing with, uh, limited run type games. Yeah, it's like part of me wants to get the physical part of me says, screw it. Why do I need to spend extra money? I mean, sometimes these games are like $10, $15 for the digital and the disc copy is like 40 bucks. Now, if I know that the digital cup version of the game is going to be 30 or 40 bucks around the same price point, I'd rather pay to get the physical disc, whether I'm willing to wait the six months for them to print the yeah. uh, physical cartridge or disc and publish them and, and mail them to you. It's like, it's all other dilemma as well. And with some of the games that got announced ahead of time, like River City Girls 0 and 2, it might be a point since I already know that the physical version does exist and that is being published that I might hold off uh, depending on the price of the game. But some of these games are coming out 30, 40 bucks on limited run. They're 10, 15 bucks on your favorite digital store. And so it's like, uh, that's a hard, it's hard to pass up, dude. And I, and you told me that before, you know, if it's only like five bucks, like if they're selling it on digital for like, for like 25 and, and they sell limited runs for like 30, might as well go ahead and get it. The only yeah. problem with that is if you're patient, you can probably get that 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 25 at 15 or at or, 12 when they're doing yeah. 50% off. <laughs> so so again, that's why I'm saying limited run is an is is a collector's service and you have to yeah. run 
you have to want that, you know. I got the because I got the alpha, I got the um psycho alpha and um uh beta or sorry, alpha and bravo collection because I love those games, I wanted those games. Um, and you can buy them now <clears throat> digitally for cheap, but I like love looking over looking at them right now. I excuse me, I love looking over at them and saying, I have this, I enjoy that, I'm gonna play those. So it's weird. It's it's a weird thing. Now you you did a good. I mean, that might go up in price at some point because those were very underprinted. So, but again, I'm not thinking about it as like. I mean, come on, you know me. When was the last game that I sold, you know, online for 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 any kind of value? I mean, yeah, hell, I know. I gave you Cannon Spike because I was just like, you'll take better care of this than me, you know. So it's like, I I don't. That's not. You know where where I am as far as as far as collecting. Like I don't I don't collect games um, for 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 a monetary value um, thing. Like for Magic cards, I do, but that's something completely different. So we'll we'll yeah. talk. <laughs> How about uh, you, Kev? So, yeah, I want to hear what Kev has to say. It all depends. Like I bought the physical copy of Streets of Rage Four, uh, even though I downloaded it. And I have it on. I have it on my shelf. So, if it's something that I feel that I want to, that I really want to have, just in my physical collection, I'll do it. And assuming that the price isn't isn't too much, I'll double dip. But you know, I could, looking at this list, I can see a couple that I wouldn't mind having the physical editions for. I wouldn't mind having the Rondo of Blood, even though I don't have a Turbo Duo. I think it'd just be cool to have. Um, yeah. the Contra collection for the Switch, I wouldn't mind having the physical of, for that. So, I mean, it all depends. Um, it all depends on the game. If it's a from if it's a game from a series that I'm kind of fanatical about, then yeah, I'll double dip uh, if the price difference isn't too much. You know, since they're doing retro with Turbo Duo, I mean, hell, this kind of, I mean, if they did a reproduction of, like, uh, Guardian Heroes or Panzer Dragoon Saga or something for the Saturn, uh, I think everyone would lose their brains about that, you know, so. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be harder to get a, it'd be harder to get that than a PS5, probably, because that would probably yeah. be botted up so much, it, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, to me. They should just have an unlimited print run with this if they decide to do that. And a lot of their stuff now, they don't limit the amount of copies. They basically have open pre-orders for four weeks and then basically close it off at that point. So mm-hmm. so at least they're doing that now. I think before when they had their limited runs, it was just like sucks because I would be trying to buy something and it would sell out uh, because, you know, people got to work during the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Mm-hmm. Sitting there at work trying to buy a game on my phone. It's like, nah. <laughs> but, uh, that was Limited Run. And then the next thing we're going to talk about is the one and only Nintendo Direct 2021 uh, presentation on there. So and I kind of cover things as far as highlights of what was shown on the show. We don't necessarily have to talk about everything that was uh, introduced on there, of course. And uh, the... The big one, obviously, is that uh, Metroid's coming back. So the first 2D Metroid game in 19 years is coming to Switch. 
This is a direct sequel to 2012, uh, 2002's <laughs> Metroid Fusion Game Boy Advance game on there. It's going to conclude the five-part saga on the connectivity between uh, Samus and the Metroids on there. So, And uh, this is being developed by um, the... I'm trying to think of the name of the team. It's not in the outline, but it's the same people that did uh, Lords of Shadow 1 and 2 and also did the Samus Returns. Um, game as well on there so and so it's it, the game's in good hands it looks great on there it's being developed by mercury steam is the name of the developer on there and i was super surprised by this i'm glad they went back to the well i know uh we had some uh kind of uh, people wanting metroid prime 4 more than this like saying i want a real metroid game <laughs> i think someone said in our discord and i said this is a real metroid game <laughs> i kind of consider prime as being kind of ancillary to the 2d metroid series on there and agreed uh, you know not trying to be yeah. rude or anything but yeah but i kind of saw it as like oh really okay it's just <laughs> I'm just saying, seriously, right? For me, Metroid's roots have always been the 2D. So yeah. I did not like the, um, the the first 3D when it came out. I was like, ooh, what is this? So, no, I think Prime was cool. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just something different. I kind of wish they would have continued to make 2D Metroids instead. But, uh, like, you know, my first memories of Metroid is playing the NES one. And, man, oh, man, oh, man. Just trying to find all the secrets and uh, trying mm-hmm. to get to the end. It was, uh, you know, it was fantastic. Some, yeah, music is great too, and Super Metroid is like phenomenal. It's probably one of the greatest games of all time on the Super NES. And so, if anyone hasn't played Super Metroid yet, you know, have at it. You <laughs> know, so uh, what's your feelings on Metroid Dread, Kev? Uh, I like it. I've never, like I said, I've never played a Metroid game. Again, not because I didn't want to, but because I just never got around to it. So, this will be my introduction to the series. You know, for better or worse. <laughs> so, you think you'd want to take the time to play either the NES or Super NES versions on the Nintendo online service, or it's like, eh? I mean, there's so much. There's so much. I to know, play, man. I, I, I know. It's like I can't go back. I can't go back. There's. I only have so much time, and I only have so much room for games. So yeah, I Just... I would love to say I would go back and play Metroid or Super Metroid. But I know in reality that's not going to happen. I Just know. read a fact about it. <laughs> let them let them <laughs> let them tell you what's been happening, you know, previous on Metroid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let them do that. Just play the game and enjoy it for what yeah. it is. Uh, I'm super uh, super happy to see this announced. I'm glad it's a focus. I know a lot of people were making. Uh, Why is this sixty dollars? And it's like, you know. <laughs> If you've been a gamer for a long time, people like want to get paid Kev, for the work they put in. That's why you got it's $60. It. Yeah, you got it. Just because the game's in 2D doesn't make it any less of a um, labor intensive uh, game just because you don't have a big sprawling map to go do the same thing over and over. It doesn't Say it mean for the people in the back, <laughs> they can hear you. Say it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. you know, you know, you know, I know you don't get your quote unquote value out of it, but if you want a value, guess what? Go buy Assassin's Creed on sale for 20 bucks and, and, you know, squeeze every last 
waypoint out of that to get your value on here. I'm grateful that Nintendo is bringing Metroid back, and um, I, I want to pay $90. I want the special edition, but it sold out numerous times on the day it was announced, and much to my chagrin, I missed uh, missed it numerous times as well, so we'll see. I'm not going to sweat it, you know, because I'm happy to play it without the art book and the steel book and all sorts of crap, so. Uh, they did lead off the show with Smash, and uh, Kazuya Mishima from Tekken is now in the game on there. So it's like, you know, we talk about Smash Brothers all the time, at least on this show. We never really played it that much, but I can appreciate it for what it's worth. It's almost like a compilation of every important Japanese developed character and so on and so forth in any one-on-one fighting game ever, you know, so... And looks awesome. Uh, I'll probably never play it. You know, maybe if they release a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, like, uh, like last, con- you know, greatest hits with every protagonist on the same cartridge. I think that would be something maybe I'd pick up just to have in my collection, possibly. So, any thoughts on Smash Bros. and Tekken making their crossover? So, my nephew's hype. He's hype. He wants to play as Kazuya. Yeah. So uh, he's very much looking forward to that. Um, and I, 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 I was surprised at <laughs> how well they replicated some of the moves, some of these, some of these DLC characters from other fighting games. Like I thought they did a pretty good job of with Terry. Um, I thought they did a good job with uh, Ryu and Ken, and I don't know how, but it looks like they've replicated Kazuya's moves from Tekken fairly accurately in a 2d game um i mean that's not the first time that's been done there was that street fighter uh, cross tekken game that came out for uh what was that ps yeah uh, for ps4 PS3. or ps3 okay yeah, PS3 and, and xbox 360 yeah yeah so it's not like it hasn't been done before but um yeah, it still looked very impressive. So, and it had a pretty neat trailer. You know, Kazi is just dumping fools into the into the volcano. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was so. terrible. And then Kirby, Kirby's like, "Y'all yeah. just float away, bro." Yeah. Nah, bro. <laughs> Can't get me like that. Nope. See ya. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. Mm. Whether it'll make me play Smash, I don't know about that. But, you know, maybe EJ uh, can talk us into playing Smash at some point. Well, maybe we'll have some scrub sport <laughs> tournaments here for gaming vessels. So Maybe. Yeah. I'd right. get my butt kicked. I, I, would, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind playing with him. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's way more fun to be, to watch him play because he just, he just annihilates everybody. Like I've I've seen him I've seen him run uh ranked matches before and it's just, you know, he's like picking characters at random and just beating everybody. So So I mean and he's done really well in in local tournaments here, so uh I'm anxious to see uh how he if he sticks with it. I I'm anxious to see how far he can actually he can get uh tournament wise in, in Smash. And also, they showed uh, WarioWare get it together. So the next WarioWare game, since the 3DS uh, compilation is now coming out for the Switch, 
first time in a while that WarioWare has come back. So, and it looks like they're adding uh, some craziness because there's two player um, co op in some of the micro games as well on there. So, and it looks nutty. It's more WarioWare business. I, I love WarioWare. I don't know about you guys, but uh, this is a day one for me on there. It's going to be on September 10th on that. So, and if you never played a WarioWare game, basically it's just a bunch of like random, like, like 10 second, 10, 15 second, like mini games that you play with the WarioWare characters, including Wario and his cast and crew on there. So, Des, are you uh, going to pick up WarioWare or are you yes. interested in it? Yeah, Paul loves it. I love it. If there's any one person that you should cosplay, it's him. So. <laughs> exactly. You got it. You got it down, buddy. <laughs> About, is this in your wheelhouse, Kev, or is it like, yeah? I've never played uh, any of these games uh, in, okay. in, the Mario, in the Wario, so oh. it probably would be a pass for me. Yeah. You yeah, might have to come. Uh, this is definitely a party game, so, if, you yeah. know, post-COVID, if you want to come to my house or and or I go to your house and go do the Nesty Plunge off your roof because it's so <laughs> damn hot, and then we could play yeah. some WarioWare at some point, so. It's a fun little. It, it's it's a fun system. Like I, I I really like I really like the games for what they've done. So yeah, they also highlighted quite a bit. In fact, this was a surprise, but the, the latest in the Shimigami Tensei Shimigami Tensei Five uh, got a release date. In fact, it's being released worldwide on uh, November the twelfth on there. So and they they showed this quite a bit. And they highlighted as part of the show. So it's like. Uh, you know, Nintendo's always keeping it real with them bringing some JRPG um, business into the mix. And this is definitely something I'm looking forward to because it looks like, uh, you know, it's something that they uh, worked on to maybe make it just a shade more palatable for the general audience on there. I mean, you play as a high school student uh, that gets transported into a demon-infested wasteland, and you have to go ahead and fight your way out of it and negotiate with demons to be part of your party. It has all the familiar tropes from Shimagami Tensei on there, but I'm definitely looking forward to checking this out on there. Either of you two interested? I know, Kev, you've been a big Persona fan, but I don't know if you want to dip your toe this way or not. Um, it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, well, so is Persona. And Persona does does enough to the turn-based system to to keep my interest in it, and I know that per, Shin Megami is where Persona got its roots from. I think the stories are linked uh, some kind of way, but yeah, they are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a treehouse. I don't know if you have the opportunity to watch the treehouse, but the treehouse had like about 15 minutes of gameplay from the Japanese version, so. Kind of an idea how it plays, at least to get a better idea on there. So, yeah. How about you, Kat? I mean, Des. I mean, I know you've always kind of poo pooed this because of all the demon aspect of the series. So, uh, not because of demon. It's just like it, it always it always starts with some like apocalyptic thing, and I'm just like, okay, everybody, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I yeah. can't really say yay or nay regarding it um i just it looks more stylized uh, than the other ones so maybe they have uh understood that sometimes you don't have to be all you know grim and dark and gritty yeah and all that kind of... yeah so yeah. we'll see 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to be buying it day one. I'll definitely let you know on this show if I play it or not. But uh, Mm. another game they showed was uh, another familiar game from that time as WarioWare and other things. They're bringing back Advance Wars. Uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is coming uh, for the Switch. And they are releasing that on December 3rd. This is another way forward. Way forward is kind of busy, it sounds like, between all the games they're working on on here. But they're going to add some online elements to this game as well. This is like a tactical grid-based, like uh, turn-based um, strategy game on here. But it's not dry like, say, <laughs> Civilization or something like that. This is definitely just very stylized, very... Uh, it's comparable to Fire Emblem, but I think it's a little bit lighter in tone, I believe. It definitely that. is. So I think it's quite fun. You know, you're moving tanks around, you're uh, doing tactical moves. It kind of gives me Shining Force vibes, at least from the Sega Genesis on their kind of similar type of gameplay. And I'm definitely down for it. I think it's wonderful that there's online elements to it. So I think me and Des will probably play some of this online as well. It's coming out, like I said, on December 3rd on there and keep an eye out for it is a compilation of advanced wars and advanced wars 2 and we'll see how well it does because they might decide to do a new game hopefully we'll see so i hope i hope that they do do a new game because i have always loved advanced wars i have played it a lot um i had all of the i had all of the games and played them nonstop. so when i saw that i was really happy you know that's you know that's why i'm thinking nintendo kind of kind of brought it <clears throat> i really wish they would have changed the the color schemes for the tanks i like i like that they brought it into this kind of like three-dimensional world um and um you know it's it, it's it's kind of looks like they looked they looked at tiny metal and said hey you know we have something in the in the in the archives don't we and like sure we do and like yeah. You know, pulled it out and throwing it out there now. But they looked at Wargroove too. I mean, pretty yeah, much Wargroove's exactly. a love letter to Advance Wars. So. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay. You know, this is what we're doing. Sounds good to me. Also announced at the show, they are bringing Super Monkey Ball back. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of the series, and so the game is going to be remastered. I believe it's Monkey Ball 1, 2, and I uh, forgot what the third one was, but they are bringing all three of the uh, like in the original games that came out for GameCube back in the day out for Switch. It's also coming out for Everything Under the Sun as well on October the 5th on there. So have more Monkey Ball to look forward to. Uh, they also uh, kind of showed a small trailer for Mario Golf Super Rush, which comes out next Friday on there. So, And announced that they're going to have uh, free updates for the game, including additional courses and playable characters on there. So on there. And I'm definitely, this is a day one gift for me. I think it's a day one gift for all three of us. So. I will be buying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am definitely here for it. I'm ready. So anyone listening now, if you've stayed on long enough to, hear this if you're going to buy mario golf let us know we're going to throw a mario golf um section multiplayer section in discord that way we could chat while we play and if you want to play along with us definitely let us know on there so definitely because y'all are going down down <laughs> also shown at the show and and it's coming out for everything under the sun is that tecmo koe is finally 
got a game out of their vault, and uh, they are bringing out Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, on here. So this is the uh, game in which, obviously, you need to take photographs. And uh, this game initially only was released for Wii U, in, and only came out for Wii U in America via the eShop. And so it's kind of... The last couple of Fatal Frames have kind of been like, uh, unfortunately, they've been stuck on Nintendo consoles. They've come out for Wii exclusively and then Wii U. And so now they have finally decided to bring the series out, re- bring this particular game out for modern consoles and bring it out for everything under the sun. So on there. So good for fans of that series. I've never been like a super fan. Uh, I could see, you know, spookiness. I think all three of us will probably not pick this up, right? <laughs> I've never been into Fatal Frame. Yeah, I've never been. I've never played it, so I I don't. I've never wanted to play it, or so I'm I'm good. No. Yeah. Um, also, surprises that they are bringing a um, port of a game that's been on Nintendo consoles but hasn't been there in quite a bit of time. Cruisin' Blast is coming out for the Nintendo Switch on there and it's, it's going to be a switch exclusive so if you remember cruising usa from back in the day that midway arcadey racer and uh i think there was a particular sequel on the n64 on there after that but uh, this is a uh, racing game you got 30 tracks you, know, you got 23 vehicles this is actually a port of an arcade game that got um published by raw fury uh, Raw Danger, excuse me, on there that uh, basically the original, I think, um, Eugene Jarvis is, has a own company. This is the guy that created Robotron and um, Smash TV, Joust, and he's still making arcade games, you know, to this day. And this is one of the games that they're bringing over to the Switch. So, so I thought it was kind of cool. It kind of came out of nowhere. And. I don't know if either of you two are interested in it. Is it something you guys like arcadey racers like that or I like arcadey racers. Um maybe. Because I had cruising for the N sixty four. I actually we me and uh my buddy Damon used to play the multiplayer on that. For whatever reason, the multiplayer on that was a lot of fun. It wasn't a race, it was kind of like a uh, battle royale with cars. So we used to play that a lot. Um, the arcade was the arcade was never one of my favorites, but it was okay. So. Yeah, I wasn't like you know. I thought I hate to say it, but like the Rush games later were better from Midway because it was mm-hmm. a Midway joint. You know, this is around the time where Ultra sixty four and Killer Instinct and like Cruising USA came out, showing the power of the Ultra sixty four when it looked like trash compared to mm-hmm. the arcade machines when they eventually you know came out. <laughs> so, yep. I'm not an N sixty four fan by any means. So, horrible heresy, <laughs> heresy. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. I had an N sixty four and. It- <laughs> Mario 64 was awesome. Ocarina Time was great. Everything else, eh. I love that. It was like, huh? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> okay, that was that was cool. That was good. And then they ended the show, of course, with everyone's favorite series, The Legend of Zelda, and uh, they had a number of different announcements. Uh, Kev, they did announce some um, uh, DLC for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, so you could play 
the first expansion, it's coming out. Wave one's called Pulse of the Ancients on June 18th. And then wave two, Guardian of Remembrance, is coming out in the November. Um, they have additional weapons, enemies, and expanded roster on there uh, to it. And hopefully, they could get the run better. I know that game in particular kind of runs poorly on the Switch. It kind of runs less than 30 frames. It's, there's drops galore, I believe, right? Yeah, it, it is, and it detracts, it pulls you out of the game. It really does. Um, where I'm at is fairly late in the base game, and I'm fighting waves upon waves of enemies. I'm having slowdowns. I'm having enemies that I have defeated. Their replacements are respawning right behind me just off camera, so I'm getting cheap hits. Uh, I was really hoping to see this is a game that needs to be played on a pro on a switch pro not because of of an increase in graphic representation but better access to frames uh, higher frame rates is what is sorely needed in age of calamity otherwise it'd be a fantastic um, muso title I think it, it's it it's one of my favorite musos overall um, but that that crushing frame rate when things get really hectic just really pulls you out of the uh, immersion, really pulls you out of the gameplay. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It's in my backlog. So and then um, they showed more of Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which is coming out on July sixteenth on there, which is a uh, Wii uh, HDified version of that game. And of course, they're selling everything like amiibos and Joy Cons with it as well uh they're shown for the 35th anniversary of legend of zelda a game and watch legend of zelda uh, which includes uh legend of zelda adventures of link and then link's awakening from the game boy along with some uh game and watch inspired like you know games with link in them including some interactive clocks great for the zelda fan in your life i'm not sure if that's going to be on my shelf or not that's 50 bucks if just in case if you're interested and then they ended the show with a teaser trailer for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 on there, which looked pretty as all get out. Hopefully it's running on a Switch Pro because I want it to run at its best. Uh, I enjoyed the tease. Uh, Al Numa said 2022 on there, and that's how the show ended on there. So overall, what you guys is feeling? Nintendo uh, best um showcase on the show for e3 yeah 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 same dope. thing for me you know to me they brought games and they don't have to be uh free on games pass they could be games i actually want to pay 60 dollars for you know come on so. joe nintendo needs the switch pass i mean they need to bring this golf game and you know, this Metroid Dread, this needs to be on a service because they're not respecting the customer. It's not consumer-friendly. Why should we be expected to pay money for Why? work done that we, want to, that we want to take part in? Why should we be expected to pay for products, Joe? Come on. God forbid. I don't know why. Get with the program. You're, you're, I know. You're, you're, you're trying to hold back gaming. <laughs> 
Well, the future of gaming and Games Pass is not coming to Switch like a lot of people were thinking was going to be announced at E3. Uh, I don't know why people Nintendo have ain't a... allowing... No it's, it's, it's a pipe dream. It is a pipe dream to let Game Pass Anybody, stream on the Switch. If you really think <laughs> Nintendo... These are the same people that laughed Microsoft out of the office when they uh, when they tried to buy them when, when they were trying to launch the original Xbox. Do you really think Nintendo is going to let a rival service onto their network? Utilizing utilizing data centers is one thing. Bringing Game Pass to the Switch is something is something completely. It's not happening. It is not happening. I'm, I I I mean I know y'all want to see Game Pass, you know, everywhere. You want you want to be able to have Game Pass on your refrigerator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful kudos to you if you like it i love it for you but it ain't happening keep it to your tablets yes if you really want to play games pass guess what go fire up your xbox for god's sake yeah 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 oh. that's that's your game pass box every time it's like i hate to say it, i don't want to call anyone out but i posted a link for blaster master one and two being ported over to the xbox and they're saying look another link between nintendo and xbox okay i'm just like sitting there like face palming myself <laughs> because is blaster master published by nintendo no no okay <laughs> wish uh. wish all you want that nintendo and xbox are gonna get in the bed and have a baby but they're not so <laughs> mm. They're not. So they they would they would rather go under, which there's no chance of that happening. They would rather go under than to let let a rival platform get their service onto their network. That's that's just the way it is. Maybe Nintendo should come out and apologize like Pete Hines did for Bethesda and Starfield not making it out on the PlayStation. I know I added that in our outline to talk about. I don't know if there's much to say about it though, so Okay, this 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 is this is what gaming in 2020 2021 looks like. Okay. We've 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 responded like Pavlovian dogs to the lowest common denominator that when something comes out that is trying to showcase the benefit of a platform uh, I need an apology. I, okay, number 1 Who's capping for a game that we still don't know anything about? That that's number. That's my first question. Second question is why? Now I I will say I will say and I will admit I admit when I'm wrong. I honestly thought that Starfield was going to be multi-plat, and the reason I th- I thought it was going to be a multi-plat was if this is a traditional uh, Western RPG that's costing tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to make it just does not fit the the game pass model to be lucrative on us on a service that people are still going to be living off that one dollar investment conversion on you know to me it just didn't make sense so they come out and they said hey it is only available on xbox platforms or platforms where game pass uh, is freely available cool that's that's what you want to see you want to see these platforms differentiate themselves from each other and for pete hines pete hines should have just said look 
you want to play Starfield, buy a PC or buy an Xbox. That's that's your options. Ain't nobody keeping you from this game. Mm. That's what he should have said. And it's the same. I, that's my same response that I have for these pork beggars that are asking for for PlayStation exclusives day and date on PC. That are uh, 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 or Xbox clowns asking, well, how come I can't play God of War on my on my Xbox One X? You know, all that idiocy going on. Nobody is keeping you from playing these games. You just don't want to buy the platform that they're on. And that is your right as a consumer. But don't blame the the don't blame the corporation that's trying to build build value into their product because because you don't want to make the investment in order to play that content. That's on you. You know. Yeah. Seeing an account on Twitter talking about Starfield being the game of the show, and then I was looking at the account, and so oh, I would almost think it's almost a joke account because it's like you know, a woman uh, with a green avatar, and you know, who knows if she's female or not, but uh, sitting there saying, if you don't like, don't think Starfield's the game of the show, then I'm gonna like, you know, if you have any complaints towards me, I'm gonna block you, and blah blah blah, and just sitting there crabbing about Insomniac not bringing spider-man onto the xbox and it's like come on get a get the yeah. damn clue you know yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah you know those, that's a clown that is a game that is a that is a gaming community clown uh i i don't understand it i i i really don't but you know i, I blame phil uh, you know, I gotta be honest. I, I blame Phil for all this because he has he has like I, the man is a corporate wizard. He has played the Pied Piper for for a growing number, of, or I I would still say it's a minority still, but a growing vocal minority of people that believe that you are entitled to play anything everywhere because he has come out and said, well, I, I, you know, I don't like the idea of locking a game behind, behind a, a, a platform, you know, yet. Bullshit. I mean, I can't play, I can't play fantasy star online new Genesis because it's a Microsoft exclusive on a PlayStation or a switch. A lot of people are crapping about it, but Mr. Mr. Phil has to be like the emancipator of the gaming world on here saying that everyone should be holding hands singing Kumbaya while he's um, basically behind everyone's Kumbaya while they're holding hands, like, you know, making jabs at people, companies left and right. So it's just a bunch of crap. So, yeah, so we can we can blame we can we can I I can I think I can we I can confidently play the place the blame on Uncle Phil uh, for breeding this type of response in in the modern gaming community. But y'all need to get a grip. If you want to play the content, get the platform that it's on. Simple as that. And no yeah. shade for you know. Our competition releases their games on PC years afterwards, and you have to buy it a second time. Oh, the controversy. <laughs> and, Give me a fucking break. That's just, <laughs> excuse my French, but, you know, fuck you, Phil Spencer. <laughs> fuck you and all y'all. Wow. <laughs> Damn, Joe's a, little, uh, Joe's a little heated right now. Nah. I, I, 
on the other show I'm on was mentioned, and it's like, you know, get my ire about this crap saying, like, everything should be day and date. Like, our competition. It's like, it's not in their interest. They, they don't own the operating system that the APC runs on, for God's sake. No, they don't. stupid assholes. No, they don't. It's and like, they're going to they're hold it as a competitive advantage. We all bring all our games on PC day and day. It was like, if you look at the history of Windows and Microsoft and gaming on PC, it's like like games for windows was like a redheaded stepchild 10 years ago. And that's why valve came in and basically stole Microsoft's lunch for God's sake. So fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> Bill Spencer. Bullshit ass statements like that. Damn. All right. Joe's Joe, Joe straight popping off. Okay. Y'all getting some, y'all getting some rare, rare Joe. Rare Joe in Joe Forum. You're getting but a you rare know, Joe. That's how it's that's how it started. That's that's how it started, you know. That is how it started. I you know, we remember the the uh uh the the BS that he spouted when God of War twenty eighteen came out and you know, talking about he said something about it being it would be nice if they could play it on if people could play that game on multiple platforms because wasn't nobody buying their games, so they put them back on PC. And by the way, the, the Microsoft Store apparently still is trash on PC instead of actually trying to work it and make it work right and make try to get people to want to utilize that storefront. They just default everything over to Steam. Again, if you want to play the content, buy the platform, y'all. It, it, it's, it really is... It really is that simple. Don't don't drink the corporate Kool-Aid. I don't care if it's PlayStation talking nonsense uh, or, you know, uh, Phil Spencer Jr. over there. Uh, I don't care if it's Phil Spencer Sr., you know, over on the Microsoft side. It, 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 that is the way every, for the way business is done when you're selling, when you're selling widgets. And these are widgets. You want to make your widget stand out. And the way you make it stand out is to make it have it offer something that the other widgets can't do. And that's what they're doing with Starfield. The fact that Pete Hines felt he needed to get out there and say something is a testament to the to the pitiful state that the gaming community is in right now. Oh, that, no. They want to that, be competitive, but at the same time, they want to be kumbaya and hold hands. They want to be the, like, you can't be the white knight. You can't you can't be the white knight. And be the competitor. You can't. You know, it, it you may be able to do that in some industries, but it's gonna it's really, really hard. And I know every I know, you know, they wanna they wanna be, you know, that the purple dinosaur of the gaming industry, but it it, it doesn't work that way. The fact that Pete Hines, I hope that I hope that they didn't make him give a public statement about that. I want to hope that that isn't the case. I want to hope that he felt that he needed to address it without being told to address it from uh, Microsoft corporate headquarters. Um, but the fact that he he would have even felt the need to address it is just a testament a testimony to the pitiful state that game that the gaming community is in 2021. Just ridiculous. Uh uh, I think that's a that's a wrap as yeah. far as news and E3. I think. Have anything else to add, Des? No, I'm just sitting here entertained <laughs> to, to all get out by y'all. 
Yeah, damn. I was like, y'all is just angry. It's like, I was loving it. I sit there have my, you remember that Michael Jackson eating popcorn in the thriller? Like, nom, 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 uh, that whole that whole segment just pissed me off. The whole thing reading about it. It's like, come on, give me a fucking break. Jesus. God, thank you, dear Lord Jesus, because man, man's a fool over here. Yeah. <laughs> sitting there. We're day and day. Of course you're day and day, because that's part of your freaking service and part of your operating system. You're like, you know, no one else wants to. Why don't, you, why don't you say Nintendo doesn't bring their games out day and date? It's like, I know Nintendo doesn't release games on PC, but still, it's like, come on, give me a freaking break. Because he's trying, he's still, he's still trying to Trojan horse Game Pass on, on the Switch. And he, he, he's, he's trying to, he's, he, or at least he's trying to, to main, to feel that, that uh, pipe dream and hoping that public pressure will make Nintendo uh, bend. Yeah. It's not. It's not. They're, they're, like, uh... Nintendo still has a backbone. They're the only company in, in the, they're the only gaming platform in this industry that still has a backbone that says, we believe that the best place to play Nintendo games is a Nintendo console. And props to that. Even, even if I, you know, the fact that I like Nintendo games is one thing, but the fact that they still believe in their platform, where everybody else has acquiesced uh, uh, to this, to to the to this, uh, or we need to get beyond barriers and walled gardens, and you know, uh, props to them for still sticking to their guns and saying, "You want to play? You want to play the next Mario Mario Kart, Mario Golf? You're going to have to buy a Switch." Yeah, they dabbled in mobile, but you know, they kind of felt it doesn't really count. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really count. So, at least and, they... and, for, and for you dumb MFers looking at Phil Spencer's shelf for clues about the next acquisition. <laughs> oh, Where's Waldo? Oh, he has a Switch on his shelf. He's going to put Game Pass on Switch. Hey, everyone, look. It's, look yeah. We're going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Joe's not happy, y'all. <laughs> you, you did, you know, broke Joe. <laughs> I like Game Pass. I like I like getting games with my service, but you know, it's like best value in gaming. Give me a I could curate my own damn collection myself. So thank you so much, Game Pass. But that's right. enough. Y'all killed Joe. Alrighty. <laughs> All right, y'all. Contact. Oh, you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com if you've heard something that you want to respond to. And if, if, if I'm sure somebody heard something that they want to respond to on this episode. Or if you or if you would like to actually be on the show and have your opinions on this wonderful hobby of gaming uh, broadcasted out to our listeners. You're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We are also on other social media platforms. We are on Twitter at Gaming Vessels. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S H O N U W F, the number 71. On PSN, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. 
on Xbox Live because I now have I now have an Xbox uh, on my entertainment center. I can be found at Shonov zero seven one, same spelling with zero seven one at the end. <clears throat> and on Steam, I am Shonuf71, same spelling as originally. On Switch, my friend code is 7658-2155-3309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Alrighty, y'all can find me on PSN and Steam at Nemo Tigger. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. You find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. And my Nintendo friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. And as always, please tell us how you heard of us. Mention gaming vessels or or something of the like because we want to speak to people, not bots. Joe, where can people find you, buddy? I'm on Twitter. I'm at Joe Fungul. G O E F O N G U L. On PSN and Steam, I am Kuminagara. K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, Xbox, same username, Kaminagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 6995. And my Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. And of course, folks, we want to uh, remind our listeners of our Discord uh, community most of the content that I would normally be sending to Twitter, I'm sending over to Discord because our community is growing over there. A big shout out to everybody who active, who is active and participating in our Discord community. Uh, wherever you download this podcast, whatever app aggregate you use, you will find a link to our Discord. You will also find a link to our, uh, to our Discord uh, server on our Twitter page. So be sure to hit those up. We have uh, varying uh, uh, opinions in regarding gaming that are freely and openly discussed. And we have a lot of fun doing it. Everybody is one is wonderful in our community. Uh, None of the, none of the shenanigans that typically are a part of the Twitter discussion uh, that, that really takes away from the overall discussion, you know, the personal attacks, the, you know, just the meanness and all that nonsense. You don't find that. You don't find that over on our on our server. So we're not an echo chamber. We are a place where differing opinions on gaming are openly expressed and debated and discussed respectfully. And we have a lot of fun over there. So I would encourage you, if you are tired of the uh, the dumpster fire that Twitter has become when it comes to gaming discussions, uh, hit us up and join us over on Discord. I think you will enjoy your stay. So that is going to bring episode 128 E3 part due to a close for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And for Dez, a.k.a. the high res hater, a.k.a. the uh, damn, my a.k.a.s just slipped out of my head. The high res hater, the cat daddy and the gamer step daddy. I am Shonuf71 saying we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace!